Hi, I'm Melissa. Hi, I'm Kara, and you're listening to Cultivated Conversations. A space where we talk about life, family, work, where we're getting it right, and where we're getting it wrong. And what it means to live and purchase ethically in a fast-moving world. Grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, pull a seat up at the table, and know that wherever you are on your journey, you belong, and we are so glad you've joined us. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Before we jump into this episode, I'm really excited about it. On the show today, we have Sophia from Juju. They're a great company here in Tulsa. I'm going to let Sophia tell you exactly what they do. Because of what their company does, she knows a lot of great social enterprises in the Tulsa area. You will notice a few things in this episode. We talk a lot about Tulsa. So our listeners from around the country, I'm so glad you're listening. I want to challenge you to go ahead and listen and think about, are there companies like this in your town that you could be purchasing from this season? Lastly, I think it's important to note that when we talk about social enterprises, these are companies that are doing a social good. So we use Beloved Trading. We talk about them a lot on the show. Every bottle of honey that they sell, every t-shirt, sweatshirt that they sell, profits go back to help feed the homeless. That's the social good component of their business. But when we talk about social enterprise, it doesn't equate to ethically sourced. So those are always things that when you're looking at social enterprise, you need to go back and see if it lines up with what's important to you and if it lines up with how you purchase. So I was pleasantly surprised when I went and researched a lot of the companies that Sophia will tell you about and they are sourcing fair trade. I was so excited to hear that. She's going to tell you about a local chocolate maker here in Tulsa. And I was like, oh, I bet they don't source fair trade. They do. They do. It's right in their about me section. So I was really pleasantly surprised. So check out these companies because I know you guys trust us and you, if we say something about H&M, I know you guys will turn around and think that all of H&M is ethical. They're moving toward transparency, but not necessarily ethical yet (laughs) to our standards. So I always want to put that out there to make sure that we... We're talking about these things. We know what we're talking about. Welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Kara. And today on the show, I'm very excited. We're going to be talking to my friend, Sophia, about shopping locally for the holidays. Sophia, welcome. Thank you, Kara. I'm excited to be here. Sophia runs a wonderful company here in Oklahoma called Juju, and I feel like I could try to explain it, but I think you would do a much better job. So tell us what Juju is, what you do, all that. Yeah, sure. So Juju is actually a curated gifting service, um, and we highlight mission-driven companies that are working to make the world a better place, um, and that's exclusively the types of goods that we focus on. So it's a really exciting way for us to, as a company, Uh, find and highlight and promote um, other maybe sometimes smaller brands that are doing just a great job in the world. That's awesome. And so tell us just in general, you told us about the company, but tell us about you, your family, life, life as an entrepreneur, all that. (laughs) Well, life and an entrepreneur are two things that are kind of 
not always on the same page, but um, <laughs> I, I'm originally from Florida. Um, I've been in Oklahoma uh, for about eight years now, so I don't know at what point you become, you're considered an Oklahoman, but I certainly consider it home now. Um, I live in Tulsa, and I uh, am married to a, a wonderful man that is also came to Tulsa about the same time I did. We have a little dog named Lucky who happens to now be uh, my current obsession, but also our mascot and formerly for Juju. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we'll have to get a picture of, is it a girl or a boy? It's a boy, a very spoiled boy. <laughs> <laughs> so you've told us a little bit about Juju, but tell us how you started. What kind of prompted you to get this company started? How long have you guys been open? Yeah, so we started, I started Juju almost exactly two years ago. It was right after the uh, presidential election in 2016. Um, And it wasn't intended to be a political organization by any means, um, but more just to be an organization with, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I knew that there was just so much negativity that was coming out after uh, that election with, mm-hmm. uh, it, sound, it seemed like more and more people were just being divided. And what I wanted to pre- create was a platform that people focused on the things that they were similar. Um, yeah. And so that's really how the idea of Juju started. Um, it was Thanksgiving break at the time and I started doodling and I ended up making greeting cards that my friends and family were very gracious to buy for the holiday (laughs) season. Um, But it has really evolved uh, with a labor of love. And when I say we started the company, it really isn't just me. I mean, there have been so many people uh, behind the scenes that have said, I really agree with and love this concept and I want to help see it flourish. Um, So um, over the last two years, we have we did an incubator program called Beta Blocks, which was a pretty intensive nine-month program um, that I learned how to really be an entrepreneur and to test ideas and concepts and to really focus on success long-term. And then um, immediately after that, we were accepted as a project uh, for The Mine, which is a social, a social innovation fellowship here in Tulsa. And it's a really cool concept of bringing together um, 10 young professionals here in town that all have a social um, drive within them, even if that's not their career. And it was for them to come together and split off into two teams, work on a project for, again, nine months. And with the with the generosity of the community and foundations and things like that, we're given ten thousand dollars with each team to really test that model and see how these socially driven um, concepts can be either brought to fruition at all or to uh, create the strength that's needed for them to survive long term. And so, um, yeah, it's a really incredible program that is done through the University of Oklahoma and here in Tulsa and just was so lucky to be a part of that. Um, and we have just seen, you know, people that we haven't even known across the country that have come to us and said, how can we help? How can we support? Um, and that's kind of the we that 
yeah. that this company is built on because I think it's so much bigger than just me. That's awesome. So one of the first times I heard about Juju was because you were actually purchasing from Beloved Trading mm-hmm. and putting some of their items in your boxes. Yes. And we have you and I connect on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I met you through my mother-in-law and then started purchasing Beloved Trading, which we actually just had Megan that works with Beloved Trading on the show. Amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like her. She's one of my best friends. So <laughs> I will tell you from an impartial person, not knowing her as well, she's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, I don't know if this is what you currently do, but I know in the past you've sourced a lot locally mm-hmm. from in Oklahoma. Um, so give us some tips, give our shoppers some tips on shopping locally for the holidays. I know you're very connected to different organizations, especially organizations for good and companies that have that social aspect. So give our listeners just some tips on shopping locally for the holidays this year. For sure. So I think, I, I mean, I personally certainly am guilty of this. It's easy to go on an Amazon or somewhere that it's very um, tailored to immediacy and tailored to um, being able to see things quickly and purchase quickly. But the impact that you have when shopping small is just huge. It's not these huge corporations. It's your neighbors. It's your friends, Mm -hmm. your family. And um, small business truly is the backbone that communities survive upon. Yeah in recessions and in even periods of growth. And so um, whenever we kind of talk about mission-driven companies, it's our hope as much as possible to focus on those local companies because we know um, even if they're not local to Tulsa, which many of our products are, um, local makers are really the people that are making a substantial amount of difference. Mm-hmm. So the, I mean, there's so many great options here in Tulsa and Oklahoma. Generally, um, sometimes, very candidly, it can be challenging because you've got to go seek them out. There, are yeah, many times, um, people's passion projects, and so their social media might not be well uh, unless they've got something that I really definitely need to learn. They're not going to be your Amazons or other organizations that have full-time staff and teams to do that. So you really Mm -hmm. do need to seek them out. But I do think holiday markets are a really great way to go and look um, because for a lot of people, they're doing it for a weekend and they're able to dedicate that time. Um, And even if they're not local to Tulsa or Oklahoma, they're very, very, um, they're still smaller makers that are doing all the things. And then you Mm -hmm. also many times get to meet the owners of those companies and learn about their missions and all that kind of stuff, which is, I think, at least fulfilling. Um, But holiday markets are a great place. That's probably one of the bigger places I would go for holiday shopping. Um, But also just fairs. They've got... um, all sorts of stuff, um, pop-up shops or local stores around Tulsa. Um, I, I'm probably more of a peruser than a buyer a lot of times. And Uh so, um, I love to kind of go into lesser known parts of Tulsa. I guess I would say I'm not really a mall shopper. Um, and going and checking out stuff that way, which is super helpful as well. Yeah. I know West Elm will have, 
over the weekends, they'll have local makers do pop-up yes. shops inside of West Elm. I know the Makerage has set up in there before. For sure. The West Elm is actually probably one of my guiltiest obsessions to the point that they know me by first name and tell me they're going to call me when there's sales. So That's awesome. <laughs> um, West Elm, I mean, I think it's an incredible concept. They do. Um, Pottery Barn also um, invites local makers. We actually in West Elm had done a show ourselves when we were first getting off the ground. Um, and they're so welcoming in that they let people come in. They don't charge you at all. You just set up your stuff and you you kind of learn and that's how um, you can get on their shelves as well. Yeah. I have seen there too, like they'll have like just a section of like locally made stuff, mm-hmm. which I think comes from those pop-up shops yes, from the companies I think, that they're having. Um, you have to have done a pop-up shop uh, actually in order to be on their shelves. Um, mm-hmm. in that local section. I joke, I get so caught up in what you're saying that I'm like, <laughs> what's my next question? <laughs> Tips for shopping locally. So mm. looking at local pop-up shops, holiday markets and fairs. Yeah, I think I actually more recently read this book. I'm not a huge reader to begin with, if I'm being honest, but mm. this book was, I don't know how else to say it, it was transformative. It's called uh, Giftology by a man named John Rulin, R-U-H-L-I-N. And it talks about from a personal side of gifting and a business side of gifting, um, how to be strategic and how you do those things. But really awesome. it's, it's, it gives you foundational information about thinking differently in what you're gifting. I think a mm-hmm. lot of times people find stuff that they would like and then they buy it, but not really thinking about what would mean the most to the person that it's being gifted to. And I think one of the big things that people can provide are experiences. Um, In this day and age, you don't ever have enough time. And particularly when you add um, kids to the mix, I mean, you want that time is so precious. And to be able to gift in a way that people are able to kind of slow down and enjoy life in a bigger way, that's not something that many things can provide. Yeah. And that's, I mean, when you kind of, you asked earlier about shopping locally, that's such a cool way that if you create this experience, you can actually still shop locally by shopping services or shopping Mm -hmm. um, businesses to go do restaurants or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be. But to spend time with the people that you really care about, I think it it seems like gifting is taking that full circle approach now that stuff is not as important as the the meaning behind each one of those things. Um, but experiences is just kind of a big thing for me, at least, and yeah. what is important in gifting. Yeah, I was even thinking maybe like a local cooking class. Yes, we actually did that for my husband's parents recently. Uh-huh. And it's incredible. I mean, we obviously weren't going to be able to be there because they live out of state. But it's it's fun to learn new things. And also anything with food for me, I'm sign yeah. me up. <laughs> Add in a glass of wine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, there's even in Tulsa, I mean, you don't have to be in a big city to be able to have these experiences. Mm -hmm. I listened to a speaker actually recently uh, this week, and he talked about, he calls it the $100 ace date. And it's take $100 and that's literally all you can spend and be super creative and create a date for your significant other. And the example that he gave was 
They did, I think, dinner and a movie. But then after that, there was $30, I guess $60 left over that him and his wife split. And they went to Goodwill and got uh, outfits for the other to wear (laughs) on this date. And so it's just like kind of fun. It doesn't have to be expensive. Um, But meaningful is really kind of the name of the game. Yeah. I actually told my mom today, thinking through what my kids want, and I asked her if she would crochet. They're all into trolls and Paw Patrol right now. Oh, how sweet. And I asked her if she would crochet them dolls. And she was like, Kara, your kids are not going to appreciate that. I said, they will play with it. And then they will keep those and hand them down to their kids. Because my kids play with, they have this stuffed dog and stuffed duck that they play Mm -hmm. that my grandmother crocheted for me when I was little. That's so So amazing. I was like, please make it meaningful. Even if it's not, they don't understand it right now. I will understand (laughs) it. I will make them understand it. (laughs) Yeah, right. So, okay, so for our Oklahoma shop shoppers, gosh, I would love for you just to run down some businesses that we need to know. Oh my gosh, okay. Tell so, us what they do and why you love them. Give us all the details. Yeah, so local, one of my all-time favorites is Ida Red. Uh-huh. The owner is incredible, but they, they are continuously looking to add and do add socially mm-hmm. conscious goods. And so there's brands that honestly I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head that will be focused on there. Um, they ha- they're really quirky. I just love them. Yeah. Everything about them. Um, Stash is a similar mindset. Um, they have focused a lot on uh, children and baby stuff. So mm-hmm. they have an entire section, actually, that um, does have a give back philosophy uh, that I absolutely love. Um, and I always spend a ton of time, <laughs> even if I don't buy anything, because everything in there is just wonderfully interesting yes um those are my top two when it comes to like furniture and house goods and that kind of stuff west elm i just love they are moving towards um actually i think they already have done sustainable 100 percent of their rugs are sustainably mm-hmm. made already um, which yeah. is just incredible that they're doing that they obviously we talked about they focus on local makers Um, especially in the holidays, they'll have a ton of people that'll come in that are highlighted. I love going there. I always find something new um, for the house, like little tidbits and stuff. Let's see, where else do I love? I'm not actually a huge clothes person, but I will tell you this. So actually, Kara, you were the one that told me about this (laughs) VETA capsule. Yes, love them. Five different garments that are convertible in some sense to create 30 outfits. I just got one um, recently. What did you get? I don't even remember what it was called. I was just like so excited that I blacked out and I was like, I have to buy this. (laughs) It was amazing because they're they're very hard to get your hands on because they're just so wonderful. And Uh um, they're all ethically made, which is so important to me. But um, very well made. I was really impressed with that because that's not always the case. Um, so clothes, I'm probably not the best person to give you a brand, but definitely Veta Capsule, I thought was an excellent choice. What else, what else? Who are you putting in your boxes? Do you mind giving us yeah. some of those companies that you're using? For sure. So it's kind of the beauty of what we've been able to do um, is work with established companies as well as 
um, some that literally haven't even gotten off the ground that we're helping to develop and to introduce to the public. So they're, they're yeah. not necessarily even ones that you can buy yet. Um, oh, but on the ones that are more established, Glacier Chocolate has been one of our partners from the very beginning, which they quite literally win international awards for their chocolates. They're truffles, they're incredible, um, and their social mission, their leadership uh, is very um, driven towards veteran and uh, military, I, I guess, military veterans and uh, Folds of Honor, an organization that uh, gives scholarships to the families, whether children or spouses of fallen soldiers. And um, Glacier and their, their leadership is a big supporter of that. So actually portions of their sales and their company are going to Folds of Honor, which is... That's awesome. It's incredible. I think education, regardless of who that person is, to allow that is a transformative experience. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, Beloved Trading was um, one of the first people that we started working with, we continue to work with, and the social mission behind that is just kind of can't get better than what it is, yeah. which is amazing. Um, we work with Elevated Candles, and okay. that was actually someone that we met through our involvement with Beta Blocks. And this young man started this company, actually, I mean, him physically going out and getting wine bottles from restaurants around town that were just throwing them away. Yeah. And so he physically goes and picks them up, and then he takes those wine bottles and transforms them into organic um, soy candles that are smell incredible. Wow. Um, and so he's really started to take off, which is amazing. Um, but he's been a big partner for us as well. Um, so you can start to buy those as you can for the other ones. Um, and that's elevated candles? Elevated candles. candles. So incredible of smells. And he's got probably about 20 or so scents now. So that's a really great one as well. Oh, I feel like I should be like scribbling all of this down. And if you're feeling <laughs> that way right now in your car, listening to this, don't worry. You can go to our show notes and find everything she's talking about. Okay, keep going. Sure. Give us more. So one of the ones that I'm really proud of, we started working with this young woman who um, is had this idea that we could all live a less wasteful life. Um, and so she wanted to, there's, the phrase is called zero waste uh -huh, lifestyle. Yeah. Um, which, oh, her lifestyle, not zero waste products. Okay, well, that was on. kind of what started this idea that she started to learn about uh -huh. uh, the amount of waste that people yeah. create, um, even when they don't realize that they are, and yeah. wanted to create a, a line of products that allowed people that are, quite frankly, like me, that are busy, that don't know the first thing of where to start with that kind of stuff to create um, an environment to a person that is not wanting to put their waste just in a mason jar for the yeah. rest of us to actually make that manageable. So she actually is currently selling soaps that um, the soaps themselves are, I don't know how else to say it, the old school soaps, not the pumps or anything. The bar um, so soap. The bar, thank you. <laughs> the bar soaps that smell incredible. She puts all natural um, ingredients in them. They're actually vegan, which oh, is wow. wonderful as well. Um, her company is called Simply Less and really proud to say we met with her a lot and have started to help her develop that 
that concept so that she can continue to grow and sell with us or with others Mm -hmm. on a larger scale. So look out for, that would be, I would say the company to watch because she's going to do great things. That's awesome. Yeah. Who else do we work with a lot? One of my all-time favorites is Altamont Bakery. Um, Altamont is a concept that came out of B'nai Muna Synagogue here in Tulsa, and it is in partnership with the Mental Health Association. Uh-huh. And so they hire women that have mental illness to come and bake with volunteers from the synagogue so that they, you know, they, they're getting meaningful wages. Uh-huh. They are getting to interact with people that don't have the challenges that they have and they're building them up so that they have the ability to move into full-time jobs or continue to make um, wages for themselves. Yeah. Um, The cookies that they bake are so incredible. Like I can't even explain (laughs) to you how incredible they are. So that's a great organization. And that's great. You know, if you're going to a party. Oh my gosh. Swing. Do they have a bakery, an actual store here in Tulsa? So they have, um, you can buy them at the synagogue. Um, You can buy them actually at a bunch of different places around town. The coffee house on Cherry Street I know has them. The Circle Cinema Theater has them. Which, by the way, if you're looking for socially conscious experiences, Circle Mm -hmm. Cinema is kind of ideal for that. They do tons of stuff to bring in really interesting experiences just there. Um, They're bringing in directors and actors and having... Um, conversations around movies that I don't know of a city of our size that is doing anything like that. Yeah. Their movies are inexpensive as well, which is kind of amazing. But they have in there, before you go into the movies, their snacks include those cookies as well. Okay. And one that we just started working with that I'm actually super stoked to work with is called the Bridges Foundation. Uh Um, And so Bridges is here in Tulsa. Um, They've been here for actually quite some time. And um, they work to provide meaningful jobs for people with uh, mental disabilities. Mm-hmm. And so um, they have kind of like a Votech program and things like that. But they actually mm-hmm. work with some huge companies like QT is one of their clients I know to put together parts to do more. They put together parts. They um, do packaging. They do mm-hmm. a bunch of like the the last end things that you need for a lot of these uh-huh. companies that need a physical set of hands to do. Yeah. Um, but they're providing that employment to people that would otherwise have challenges getting jobs so that those mm-hmm. people can live on their own and support themselves. So that's yeah. just an incredible program of what they're providing, but they have a continuing growing variety of uh, goods that they're providing. So they uh, just introduced popcorn. They have all sorts of those mm. fancy popcorns. Yeah. Um, they do cotton candy. They have dog treats, which Lucky huh. has been trying out and is now obsessed <laughs> with. Um, Lucky approved. <laughs> yes. And also Lucky approved is they have dog treats that are all organic. Okay. So they're con- and I might have missed some other things that they're making, but they're just constantly coming up with new products that they can create and sell. Um, those are available all over town as well. But a big place that they're selling is Mother Road Market. Okay. Um, which is the new food hall here in Tulsa. Yeah. I haven't been yet. I'm excited to try it out. Yeah. Mother Road Market is kind of the epitome of a social enterprise, if you mm-hmm. kind of think of it. 
a little bit more broadly. So what they've done, it's owned by the Lubeck Taylor Family Foundation, and um, they have been able to really help businesses that are new to the food industry or just new generally um, with cons uh, to come in and um, have a booth, a stall, but they're bringing the people. They're doing all the marketing and they're doing a bunch of uh -huh. stuff to bring in Tolson's. But I think one of the biggest services that we can do as consumers is to support these up and coming businesses because yeah. the hardest thing is to get your business off the ground. Yeah. Um, and so we have no idea what that's like. <laughs> not, I have no idea how to start a business. <laughs> but truly, it's, I mean, it's this incredible place where they're, in all senses of the word, supporting these businesses to get off mm -hmm. the ground. Yeah. Um, and with that, in their market, they are highlighting the Bridges Foundation and other of uh -huh. those elevated candles is in there as well. Mm -hmm. um, but the all love these, trading, I think, is in there. Yes, there's just there's so many different organizations that are all uh, just already in the market. So you don't necessarily have to shop all over the place just to find it. So that would be my gold star for social enterprises and really yeah. helping people get off the ground. Yeah. Another great store here in Tulsa is Jenkins & Co. Have you shopped there yet? Oh my gosh. I have heard all about them. <laughs> I I don't know if it's my checkbook telling me that I just don't, it doesn't need to happen, but every time I've gone, <laughs> I, I don't go at the right time and they've just closed. Oh. Yes, they have incredible stuff, and they do have socially conscious goods mm -hmm. um, and homeware that is beautifully curated. Yeah. I know the owner is very aware of ethics when she's yes. sourcing things. So Absolutely. Yeah, that is definitely on my list to go to in the during the holiday season. Also, have you ever been to Take Two downtown? Oh my gosh, I know all about it. I love the concept. Yeah. So they are, um, correct me if I get this wrong, they are very delicious restaurant downtown and they hire women coming out of incarceration. Yes. And the women live upstairs and they work in the restaurant. I just love that. Go yeah. get a gift card. <laughs> it's amazing. So for the listeners that might not know this, um, Oklahoma has the highest female incarceration yeah. rate in the world. Um, yeah. Which is in the world, is, not in the states. Exactly. In the world. In oh. the world. Um, our, we're excelling at something here in Oklahoma. Um, but the large reason that so many people are being incarcerated is because of drug related offenses. And so. Um, Wait, was that nonviolent crimes? Yeah, exactly. exactly. We're, we're incarcerating the most women because of nonviolent crime. Okay. Yeah, it's. It's really tragic and what that ends up being. I mean, drug addiction is an illness and yeah. I think it needs to be treated as such. The unfortunate part is that these women are getting put in in prison for or incarcerated for these non-violent crimes. Uh, but realistically, what ends up happening is many times they're a single parent. Yeah. Because, you know, on the same side of things, we're also... I, I don't know if it's as high for men, but our uh, male incarceration is we're we're doing pretty well at that also here in yeah. Oklahoma, which means that who's really hurting in this situation is kids. Yeah. Um, so what they did, there's a program called Women in Recovery, and it's a nationally recognized program actually now. 
Um, and what it does is it's in partnership with the court system to say we want to, if this if this is a nonviolent drug-related issue, we want to offer an alternative to prison. And what that is is this program that they go through to get clean and mm-hmm. address the issues of why they are doing that yeah. to begin with or getting in that situation, which could be a multitude of different things. Oh, yeah. But they go through this program. It's essentially, it's classes. So they go through mm-hmm. graduation and these women come out with, it's a new-ish program, but the people that are going back to prison, I don't remember the statistics, but it's a much lower percentage um, than mm-hmm. if people are going to prison and getting out and then going through that Nothing. system again for yeah. the same for the same reasons. It's an incredible program. Coming back to take two, they are hiring the women that are out of that program. Um, okay. So what they're providing is housing, which um, one of the most difficult things and one of the reasons people go back into that lifestyle mm-hmm. is because of the people that they're around. Yeah. Um, so they have a healthy community that's surrounding mm-hmm. them. They have a job and something that they know that they have to go get ready for and go do. And it's a community, which is just kind of incredible. And they're, yeah. um, it's hard to get a job, unfortunately, after you've mm-hmm. been in jail. Um, yeah. And so this program, Women in Recovery and with Take Two, with Resonance, I think, which is another organization that works with women in prison, it's just a huge way to give back to the community and help transform those people's lives um, yeah. with just something that you do every day, which is eat. Go eat lunch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We heard about them and we were, Megan and I from Below Trading were like, I'm sorry, we're like blocks from this place and we don't mm-hmm. go eat there every day. What, who are we? You were mentioning the kids that are affected by the incarceration. I was just at a community development conference and they said, I believe it's one in like one in nine kids in the U.S. has a parent that's incarcerated. I wouldn't be surprised. And that's the thing. I mean, I think if there's any takeaway from our time together for the listeners, I didn't come from a background in nonprofit. I didn't come from a background uh, I, I came from, frankly, a place of privilege that I didn't have to mm-hmm. go through poverty or drug addiction or any of these other things that a lot of people are heroically dealing with every day. And despite that, I still feel like living my normal privileged life, I have the ability to support and help people that are dealing mm-hmm. with those things in a meaningful way through the way that I shop. Yeah. So... Do we always hit it right on the head? I don't think so, but we are doing our very, very best to research and understand the causes that these makers um, are after and Mm -hmm. um, helping them to grow their business by informing you and other consumers, frankly, me, about what very easy ways that we can make different yeah. purchases to make a difference in the world. Yeah. I looked it up. Uh, so one in eight kids living in poverty has a parent incarcerated. One in nine black kids has a parent incarcerated. And in general, one in 14 kids. So. Wow. Yeah. I did read, or I was watching um, previews yesterday, picking out a movie. And um, it said that there are more black people that are now incarcerated than all that were involved during the um during slavery and during slavery yes wow 
Which is insane. Yes. And um, there's a, a book called The New Jim Crow mm-hmm. that talks about mass incarceration. If you've been following my Instagram, you know it's something I've, I'm learning about and it's getting under my skin. Okay. Okay, so every show we wrap it up with a few questions. Um, you have told us a lot of brands. Tell us about a recent purchase that you've made, ethical, not ethical, for your wardrobe or your home. Yeah, so I actually, this is probably not the answer you would have expected, but I recently bought a house. And you wouldn't think that you can focus on being ethical in those purchases, but you really can. Tell Um, us about that. Yeah, so you can get flooring, like bamboo or sustainable Uh materials that... Yeah that are quicker to grow um, instead of just wood flooring or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's different paints that emit um, less toxins or other things that are more healthy. New construction, um, the way that they're building houses today versus 100 years ago is there's a ton of focus on energy efficiency, Uh which is great from a practical sense because you're not paying as much in utilities. Um, but at the same time, you're not cranking the air conditioner or the heater and it's actually staying in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a huge way to be friendly to the environment. Yeah. Uh, there's, I I know entirely too much about this. I'm like geeking out over (laughs) it. (laughs) There's uh, tankless water heaters that the water gets pretty much more immediately hot. So if my, my last house was built in 1950 and you would turn on the water, go back to bed for about 10 minutes and then get back into the Uh shower, um, which you're wasting a ton of water doing that. Um, That's not the case with newer houses. So there's all sorts of stuff that you can add into your house and think about, even if you're not building a house, you know, like my husband's a huge techie. And so we have our our temperature control kind of stuff that our heat goes, our air conditioner heat goes down Uh, while we're not in the house. Um, Same thing with lighting being turned off in different areas if we're not around or um, using more energy efficient products that way. Mm -hmm. And so those are things that even in your own house you can transfer in. And I will tell you, so in my day job, I work for a builder Uh that focuses on energy efficient homes. There, if you go on, if you're here in Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Natural Gas website, um, they have tons of rebates that are available. And honestly, yeah. like the best kind of gifts that you can get are practical or experiential gifts, right? Uh-huh. And so from a practical standpoint for you to, you know, get together with some people and look at rebates that might be on ONG's website and buy your mom a new washer and dryer, for instance. Maybe not the uh-huh. sexiest thing, but all of a sudden they're getting a huge rebate and they're saving a bunch of money in the long Uh term, whether it's washer dryers, whether it's insulating a house, whether it's a bunch of different things. And I do think that that's a way that you can be friendly to the environment, but also being very practical and caring to your loved ones as well. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love where that question went. Yeah, that was weird, but also (laughs) important. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Tell us about a purchase that you're looking forward to making or something that you just kind of have it in the back of your mind and you'll know when you see it. Also, probably not the direction that you were thinking. Come on. I love it. So I've always had, whether it was a shelf or a closet, I've always had an area of my house that I just have gifts. Okay. And so it's... 
you know, like I love going out and just perusing and you will happen upon a bunch of social missions, socially driven concepts. And it might not be what you want right now, uh, right? It might not be a gift that you need to give someone, but I love not having to rush and going and getting a gift, like shopping yeah. for my own house um, uh-huh. for the perfect gift for somebody. And so my, the thing that I want to buy next is to find, an, I don't know what it is yet, but I want to find a brand that I have not come into contact yet and be able to buy it for my gift closet for the perfect person. So you keep this closet, you see something, you buy it, you put it in the closet, and then when you need a hostess gift or a friend's birthday, you go to the closet and shop from there? Yes. Am I getting that concept? Okay. Yes, and I also am a huge, I'm pretty cheap, and so after the holidays is really when I'm probably going to go shopping to fill my closet. Uh Okay, that's awesome. So I can get some deals. Yeah. Okay, so tell our listeners, where can they get a Juju box? Where can they find you online? All those details. Yeah, so we do have a website. It's uh, www.juju.co, which is J-U-J-U-U.co. Um, we are actively putting boxes on there all the time, um, adding boxes. There's a contact us form on there. If you have a more custom request of what you'd want to do, we do a bunch of corporate orders. So if you're a, a company that wants to really think through, okay, how do we maximize what we're providing? Again, you're gifting to your recipients, not to yourself. Uh-huh. And so like, how can we maximize the impact even as a business and how you gift? And so we do a bunch of that kind of stuff. It's all through our website. And then we are getting much better at social media because I now have someone helping <laughs> me do it. But both Facebook and Instagram, um, Instagram being the main one, um, both of them are at Jujubox, J-U-J-U-U-B-O-X. And um, constantly putting up positive stuff um, as we find brands and people that are doing great stuff in the community. We're always putting them on there as we find them. Um, On that front, Instagram is a great way to discover new brands um, that are socially conscious. So um, we're using that as a mechanism at the same time as introducing them to you guys um, for us to research and learn more. So they could go out and buy all these brands or they could just get a box from you. Exactly. And we curate everything, so we, you know, we put them together in these beautiful boxes and package them. We ship them all over the U.S. So we try to make them, and we, we send them with a handwritten note as well that you get to construct if you'd like. So mm-hmm. we try to make gifting as easy and as, as non-stressful as Amazon, but also <laughs> making it that it is a super socially conscious, feel-good Uh, experience as well. Yeah, I love it. Well, Sophia, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my gosh, thank you. This was fun. Hey, thanks for listening today. I hope you all have a great holiday season. And I hope the last few episodes have helped you in your holiday shopping, in your end of the year giving, and helping you really get inspired to support your local entrepreneurs. Hey guys, make sure to go check us out on Instagram. It's at Cultivative Fashion. Also, all of the brands that we talked about today will be on our website in the show notes. It's cultivated.fashion. You'll see links to all the brands, links to the books and resources that we talked about. I really loved where our conversation went today. I say this a lot. This is what friendship with Kara looks like. 
we can be talking about shopping for the holidays and end up talking about mass incarceration. Welcome to being my friend. <laughs> we'll be back before the holiday season is over for just a fun episode. Before then, share it with your friends, leave us a review. Any way you can help us just spread the news about what we're doing at Cultivated Fashion and on Cultivated Conversations, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks, friends.